Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Howdy folks, and welcome to another episode of the Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I am your beast, Dan Meredith. Welcome to the new year. And I just want to say one thing, one thing, new year, same fucking you. So this is going to be a fun one today. Yes. So it's the realities of new year, new me. And if you are listening to this in the new year, I am not in the country. I am in Mexico with my family. And that just goes to show how much I love the whole new year new me think mm. and it's it's very different in different countries and what i mean by that is that when if you go if you live in australia then it's the summer over there mm-hmm. but here it's horrendous <laughs> and yeah. one of the the biggest things and the weirdest things about you know all these new year's resolutions and everything is that you're starting it at in the UK at the worst possible time. Yeah. Let's give up let's give up junk food. Let's give up alcohol. Let's give up chocolate. Let's give up let's give up anything that gives us the slightest glimmer of joy during the most miserable fucking month ever. That's clever. And yeah, 100% and you know, as with any habits, they become ingrained. So mm. if for example, in January, that you've always done this new year, new me, where you've given up alcohol, where you start going to the gym, and nine times out of 10, when you do all of these new things, you don't keep up with them. Mm -hmm. What happens is your body is very clever. So when it comes around to Jan, it's already reminding you that you've done this lots of times before and failed miserably. And this is such an important thing to understand because you know, your body Sorry. does remember these things. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> really love the does. fact you, did, you, did, you didn't, you didn't, you know, you didn't quite slightly hit your goals. You know, you didn't miss that. You failed miserably. Beautiful. Sorry, I don't know why but, that just made me yeah. laugh so much. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's just you've created this, you know, I'm going to do this thing that I struggle with, you know, throughout the year at the most difficult time. And that's the reason why it fails. It's kind of like our conversation just, you know, just prior to this podcast, Jamie. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Moving <evolves> a lot. <laughs> All I'm going to say is it involves a lot more thumbs than you'd think. And you can make your own mind up what yes, we were no. talking about. Yes. <laughs> so, like, for me, as I said, um, I'm out of the country. I'm enjoying 30-degree heat in Mexico because I just don't, like doing anything new and exciting at the beginning of Jan. What I like to do is plan, prepare for the mm-hmm. year and get ready to rock and roll. Kind of really my year starts swinging off about March, April time when it starts, you know, spring is in yeah. the air. You, you know, you've um, got back into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because I, I, I switch off in December. One of the things that I always yeah. say to people is that you do Christmas your way. And a lot of people do struggle over Christmas. And if you do struggle over Christmas, then it's kind of important to get exercise and everything else like that. But I am one of those confused, full of cheese people over the week where I know I should go out for a run. I know I should go and hit the gym. I know I should, you know, I've kind of this week 
booked on to jujitsu class in the morning, then kind of cancelled it at lunchtime, then booked again and then cancelled it by six o'clock. So I'm just like, nah. Can I just say, I love the slight role reversal because this year, obviously, you know, for if you listen to the podcast way back when, when I was getting into my boxing and obviously all that kind of stuff, I'm still only four or five kilos heavier than my, my fight weight. So I've maintained that. I've got visible in the bathroom light. We all know the bathroom light, abs. And this is the leanest, healthiest, fittest, strongest I've been. And you know what? I've still had a fucking great Christmas. Like I completely, do you know what I love? Because I've got a lot of fitness following from when I was like the fitness copywriting days. And obviously, you know, from yourself as well. And obviously it's quite fun seeing all the different trainers. You know, some are like, you know, go nuts. Enjoy, enjoy yourself. You know, it's Christmas. It's New Year's. Have fun. Other people are like moderation. Other people are like, no, you know, be strict, all this kind of stuff. I've literally just, all, all I've done is I've said to my mum, I said, I'm going to have one really nice meal a day and just eat, you know, not till I'm sick, just till I'm full. And then the rest of the time healthy. And I feel so good, Jamie. I haven't, you know, I've, I asked my tra- I asked my trainer to just deload my training a bit because it was quite intense. Gone to the gym every other day, gone for a walk every day. I feel fucking fantastic. You don't have to take it. I mean, you can go Jamie or you can go Dan. It's up to you. But yeah, what I will I, I say, say is don't, I feel I Don't feel go great. Jamie. Yeah, don't go Jamie. Um, Honestly, I mean, like I'm I'm not, if you get I'm not a feeling great. To be Jamie for a day. <laughs> we all know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> then you know yes, then. it involves a lot of lurpack and lunging in front of mirrors. Yes, yes Dan. Um so yeah, I'm never, I, I'm I, never I'm gonna advise... tire of it. That's eight years I, I that know, joke then. has been going. Eight years. Now that that's commitment, ladies and gentlemen. It is a it joke is. that I, nobody I, I wants pre- to hear. No, we're all bored of it. None of us. We're we're all we're we're done. We're done with it. And I'm just don't care. And I just enjoy the consistency. So well done, Mr. Meredith. You are welcome, babe. So where was I? Yeah, I don't recommend my Christmas to anyone. To be honest, you know, I would I say I feel good over Christmas. Not really. You know, a lot more anxiety, a lot more stress. Uh, a lot more tiredness, um, and I know that all of that would be fixed if I just <laughs> went out and exercised. But you know, I have this little kind of gremlin thing in my head to say, "Look, Jay, for for eleven and a half months of the year, you're you up at super, half four. Yeah. You are stretching, you are training, you don't miss a session for eleven and a half months. Just just for this week, just." Become a couch. It's fine. <laughs> and I, <laughs> just, I don't know what. Just become a couch. Oh fuck! That was brilliant. Okay. Yeah, Shit. and um, and it's fine. And the thing is, you know, there's a really twisted theory with this: is the fact that if I feel terrible over December and then I clean up my act over January I'm actually going to feel better in January so there you go you know cool. January's going to be a lot less painful even though I've been kicking the arse out of Christmas and then I'm in two weeks all inclusive in Mexico so <laughs> yeah but today we wanted to just like slightly different takes so look I I, I don't want to discourage because the thing is human beings are just fucking weird right ultimately we go around the sun once, everyone's like, yay, gone around the sun again. Okay. It's a, it's a, I love human traditions. They're ridiculous, half of them, but you know, I do like New Year's. It's very much a line in the sand. And for those of you that have not been where you've wanted to be for a period of time, 
it can be exactly the opportunity that you need. It's a fresh start, clean slate, new year. So I don't want to discourage anyone at all. If you've got some goals, if you've got some plans, if you've got some things you want to achieve, let's do it. Let's give it a go. But where, excuse me, most people go wrong is they try and do, done this myself, everything at once. They're like, right, I want to drop two stone in weight. I want to, you know, grow my business this amount. I want to, you know, do this in my, in my relationships. I want to go to it. And there's all of a sudden all these things. And often you can do it. You can maybe get a week in and you're nailing it and you're getting up at fucking six o'clock and you're doing your gym and you're eating well and you're doing your work. And then you have a bad day. Everyone has a bad day. You have a day where just things go wrong. You wake up late and you just miss those things on that day. You miss some of those things. And then the next day you're going to think, well, I've fucked it now. I won't even bother. So one of the things I would say to you is, is, and I, and I, you know, for those of you, again, not a pitch, I've got a really good planner. It's called the I Get Shit Done Planner, but the, I'll just going to take, there's a bit in it called the audit and there's a load of questions and it's like business, personal, health, finances, relationships, there's a list of stuff and you just rate yourself out of 10. Okay. So I would just make a list of all the shit that's been going on in your life. Yeah. And rank yourself out of 10, 10 being like perfect, one being absolute dog shit. Pick one or two of those lower scores and say, right, those are the things I'm going to work on. Now you take those low scores. So you take those things. Let's just say it's uh, fitness and business. Cool. There you go. And then break that down into what possible action steps. So this is, I've said this one before, but it's really good. But what possible action steps could you take in a really good way to come up with like what to do is this is something that my mentor taught me and he's in like venture capital and he's a very, very wealthy, successful man. But he said, what he said, this is a really good, let's call like the reverse model. So you say what actions or inactions would I have to take to guarantee that I failed at X. So X is the goal that you want to do. It's really easy to be negative and you can list all the shit you could do to, that would go wrong. So let's just use fitness because we both know. So I could say, right, I could, um, not have a gym routine. I could not invest in a coach or an expert to help me with it. I could not track my macros. I could live off junk food and Deliveroo. I could, you know, not get my stuff. You know, there's loads, loads and loads and loads. So I can make this big fuck off list of all these things that would guarantee that I'm going to fail. And then all I have to do is write the opposite of that. Pick the ones which are going to give me the highest return on investment. And that's what I need to do. So the reason I wanted to share that is because like for those of you who are super motivated now, please don't try and do everything. One or two things that are really a bit shit causing you pain. You're like, right, I really want to fix this or, or work on that or do that. Use that little method that I've taught you just then and stick to that. Don't try and do everything because all that will happen one day, the wheels will come off the wagon you'll say, fuck it, and you'll go right back to where you are again. Yeah, 100%. And I think there's an there's a interesting word for that kind of process, and it's called a pre-mortem. And, and I like that because... Don't know that you one. Know, post, well, post-mortem is, you know, mm-hmm. when someone's died, they open them up to see what happened. And a pre-mortem is basically before you die or before the thing fails. Before <laughs> well, we open them up. Then, yeah, everything's yeah. all right, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, he's yeah. dead. Ah, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Fucked it so, again. Yeah, pre- the the pre the pre one is a bit different because you don't have to open yourself up to find out what happened because mm. you can you know go through the scenarios like you said of going well you know if what 
steps can I make to guarantee that this won't work? And as you said, do the opposite. And I think Mm the thing that helps me a lot is, is really understanding why you've set these goals and, you know, root cause analysis is such an important one. You know, people go, Oh, I want to lose weight and I want to earn more money. It's like, yeah, but why? What's the point? And it's like, the reason you want to lose weight is because you've kicked the ass out the last couple of months. Or the reason that you want to lose weight is because you're not feeling confident in yourself at the moment. You know, you have low self-esteem, you have low self-confidence, and that is a byproduct of gaining weight for a lot of people. I mean, mine was really simple. You know, I'm 43 years old, you know, you know, I'm at the halfway point, And ultimately, I want to look like Jason Bateman when he's fucking in the mirror in American Psycho. That's for me. That's for me. You know, I don't want the equivalent of the fucking honey monster bearing down on some poor woman with me wriggling and sweating away on top of them. That's my own personal choice. Okay. For anyone listening. Okay. Not serious here, but equally I don't, I mean, you know, I had a look at a couple of pictures of what I used to look like. And I had some wonderful partners, you know, long-term relationships. And honestly, I, I, I think I've said this to you before. A part of me feels like I should send like a fruit basket and just say thank you for services rendered because I do not know how you got anything out of that because that was a strong look. Um, Jason Bateman is the actor who played Jim in American Pie. Patrick no, Bateman. No, no, no. Patrick Bateman. Yes. Thank who... you. Patrick Bateman is the character. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. I'm I'm not fucking paste. Yeah, yeah I'm just not have fucking paste. One of my favourite song, uh, songs. Uh, I had to correct you with one of my most favourite films of all time. So. Uh, yeah. So I have no plans to insert myself into baked goods. I'm just going to say this week. I like the, uh, the the level of optimism there. <laughs> well, my mentor, he's got this phrase, and it's kind of it's quite a good phrase. And this is something useful for those of you that struggle with, um, like for example, I don't drink. I, I think it's either six or seven years I've stopped drinking now. And one of the phrases that he used to say to me is, he said, "If you sit in a barber shop long enough, eventually you're going to get a haircut." So. One of the things that really helped me when I wanted to change some habits and goals is actually, you know, who I was spending time with, where I was spending my time. And, you know, if I am, you know, I, I, I was able just to stop drinking like that. I just said, no, that's it. I'm done. And I haven't had a drink since. But, you know, again, in this instance, spending time around people who drink heavily, you know, encourage you to drink bars, clubs, nightclubs, those sort of things. If it's something you wanted to give up, probably worth not spending your time around people. You know, I know I've got friends who've struggled with, um, you know, it's often substances, you know, things like Coke and stuff like that. And it's like, well, if you hang around your friends, you go out clubbing and then do a load of bag when they get back, you, you might say, yep, I'm off. I'm a good boy now. I'm not doing it anymore. But if everyone else is in the kitchen, you know, doing things, not saying you're going to. And again, for those of you listening, not judging, you know, it's your life. You can do what you want. Obviously, it's not legal. So you can choose to do what you want with your life. But if you're in that situation where everyone else is doing stuff, you're more likely to potentially be persuaded. So again, putting yourself in a situation where you're not going to be tempted is also really useful. Same as me. I cannot. Jay has stayed with me multiple times. Jay, is there ever any fucking snacks in my house? None. No, I've got no, meal prep, no. protein bars. I'd say probably the, the the best treat I have, and I love them, are these is either the grenade salted caramel 
or Warrior Crunch um, cherry ones. Okay, that's my that's the closest I have to sweets in my house. Not because I'm some fitness nutter, but I know. I, I mean, I bought my friend, so good friend of mine. We we really good pals. I know she loves her popcorn and she loves Oreos. And I was took my little sister out shopping and I saw these. It was Oreo popcorn blended together. Bought two fucking bags, big bags, and I said, right, I'll give one to her, save one for a movie night. My fucking ass, the little carb goblin wakes wakes me up at three o'clock that morning, find myself watching Rick and Morty demolishing two bags until 5 a.m. I'm like, you little dirt bag. So for me, easier just not to have it in the house. Yeah, 100%. And I think this is you know, important that, you know, what you said there is in environment dictates performance. So it can work as a negative and it mm-hmm. can also work as a posit- positive because if you are hanging around with people who exercise regularly, who don't eat shit and they're part of your circle, then you're going to be that person too because it's going to be very hard to go back to your old habits and routines when mm. nobody else around you is doing them. And that's really a good point, mate, because if you have got any like things you want to learn or pick up, you know, like environment does dictate success, you know, again, especially for those of us who are like solopreneurs or work for ourselves, you know, one of the things I've tried to do is get to more events, go along to more masterminds. I put on my own mastermind now because, you know, I couldn't find one I liked, so I thought, fuck it, I'll do my own, um, go to co-working spaces, you know, just to be around that energy of other people, but same with my gym, the gym I go to, it's one called Sweatbox, it's a fucking unbelievable gym, I mean, I have my own gym as well, which I adore, but it's a mixture of, you know, you've got MMA, you've got jiu-jitsu, you've got Olympic lifters, power lifters, you've got fighters, you've got body, it's amazing, but the everyone in there is no ego whatsoever, what, you know, there's some unbelievable athletes in there, but when I went, I went to another gym before, which was nice, and this is not me being like Bertie Big Bollocks, like the dumbbells only went up to like 30 kilos. So I was, you know, using them for, you know, and, and pretty much everything I needed to at the end. In this place, I remember that I saw this, uh, she's one of the trainers there. She's really pretty, really athletic, but she's quite petite. She's got, so I thought, look, and she had the stands up. Now all the squat racks were being used. So I thought she was just using the, the, the stands to do squats. So I was like, looked at the weight on there, 80K. I thought, yeah, it's a fucking good squat. You know, I just like seeing what people are doing. And this is my first time in there. She unracks it in the front squat position. And I'm like, fucking hell, she's going to front squat it. And then she shoulder presses it. And I'm like, well, jerks it. And I'm like, oh, I feel very small. But it actually motivated me because when I go in there now, everyone is like, you know, in their own little discipline, everyone's giving it some. And it really does make you want to do it. So again, that environment dictates success with any of your goals, anything you want to achieve, massive. Yeah, 100%. I I remember this very vividly that um, I was training at a fitness first for for about a year. And Mm -hmm. just I wasn't progressing with the weights. And the main reason being is I was probably the strongest person in there at the time that Mm. I went because most of it was kids and and old people. So it wasn't really pushing me. And then I remember going to, I I was doing some filming in Essex and I went to this, uh, I went to this gym. I think it was like, I don't know, it was like Basildon or or something like that. And there was people training with like guys with, with tops off and ginger beers. They look like all special forces people. Just, you know, like, the equipment had like 
teeth marks in and shit like that. And I was just like, I had the best training session I'd ever had. And I was like, this place is a shithole. And yeah. I'm training harder, harder than I've ever been because everyone is just an animal here. And I was like, oh, it's I fun. get it now. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. That's, that's it. And they said that environment just makes you want to train hard. And actually, I was like, right. And the minute that I went to that gym, I cancelled my gym membership at the fitness first and went and found a hardcore bodybuilding gym. And yeah. literally that changed the game for my training because I was just surrounded by people and you who know were what? just focused on, on being the best. A little tip as well, right? And you might be thinking, especially if you're all um, not good at the thing you want to be good at. So, so maybe you're not quite there business-wise or, or fitness-wise or whatever it is your thing is, yeah? If you go to places where people take this stuff seriously, you will meet people who will not judge you and who will literally big you up. Like I've gone to places where, you know, there's, you know, it's a bit poncy, a bit pretty. Everyone's, you know, trying to look a certain way or be a certain way. It's a bit, you know, flexy, right? When I've either been to places with like, and I'm talking like multi, multi-millionaire, very successful people like venture capital, investing, like really, you know, driven people. So, you know, in the fitness space, same phenomenal athletes and stuff. They're already at the kind of top of their trees that there's, that there's very little ego and a lot of them want to help you. They'll want to give you advice. They'll want to give you tips and stuff. And I have learned so much from like other trainers and from, you know, other people who are more successful than me business-wise. They're happy to give their time, you know, often freely. You've got to be respectful because they're busy. But, you know, you'll be amazed at how many people, when you go to these places, like you're not the odd one out. Like, you know, if you're starting out on a journey, I remember when I was, you know, nothing in the business space. But there was some, there was about four or five people in the online landscape who just gave me a chance, gave me the time of day, you know, would reply to my emails. And I ended up sharing stages with all of these people three years later. It was phenomenal. But again, just don't be afraid to, you know, get involved, go to places that are maybe you think, oh, fuck, you know, that is, you know, that's where all the big dogs go to. Same as, you know, the boxing club that I go to. I box with people who are professionals these people have got belts they're phenomenal but i only get better by being around them and they don't want to beat me up and hurt me they want me to get better because you know they were once like that so yeah so i will say you know if you are looking at improving something try and find a space that you can go to where there are people who are already doing what you do at a higher level and just get involved you'd be surprised how just lovely people are yeah i understand i said i'd you know, I'm right, Dan. As you were saying something then. Um, Hold on, Jamie. Uh, Hold on. What have I just got out? Yeah, book of quotes. The I've, book of quotes. So get the book of quotes. Out. Give right. us, give us a on. quote for I, right. I give you one I've just okay. written down. Basically. Right. We're gonna put, give me a number between, uh, well, 14 and 120. Um, 76. 76. Right. So Jamie's quote today is... <laughs> <laughs> right i swear to, i'm gonna show this to camera okay so you can see it at the bottom right so you can't see this if you're listening now this is by lillian day american author and i shit you not this is the quote a lady is one who never shows her underwear unintentionally that's it that's it <laughs> of all the quotes in this fucking book Jesus Christ. Where did you get his quotes book from? You pull out of a cracker. Pull you out of a cracker. So so I... Do you know what? I say that. I tried sparring with you once. That was pointless. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. When we were doing the photo shoot. 
Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that again. <laughs> I'm sure Jamie you're Yeah, well, to be fair, Jamie, you did, did, just to say, Jamie used to... Were you heavyweight boxer in the army? Was it heavyweight? Like, um, in, yeah, light, light heavy. Light heavy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's me thinking, oh, I've got I've got some moves, so I'm having a few little jabs with Jamie on a photo shoot, and then it's like, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, I'll just stop. I'll just stop that then. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen you spying. I'm sure you'd uh, give me a run for my money, mate, to be honest. Oh, you. Go on, what's your quote, you sexy sausage? It is, if you are respectful of someone's time, you'll get more of it than someone who doesn't. Yeah, very true, mate. Very true. Yeah. And and okay. it is it is true because I think if like for example, I have a messaging system in my head where I, I'm just straight savage with it. And if somebody is not respectful of my time, and, and this is what I mean not respectful, I mean DM me mm-hmm. like like we should do a podcast together. I'm like, I'm sorry, hi, who the fuck yeah. are you? Like, like, like that's not how you start a conversation. And unless you're you know, unless you like a celebrity or something, maybe, um, because you've already got that authority to be able to do that. And it's just, you know, all, all and sorts even of then, you... I've connected with some, you know, some sort of famous people. Polite, be nice. Yep. Just be fucking yep. pleasant. It's like the, you know, I'm sure you get them, I get them, and like for those of you who aren't in like the online space, you you won't get these. But a lot of us get like, you know. The latest one is appointment setters. Before that, it was like people doing video reels and stuff. And they just, you know, you can tell it comes because they go like, 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 like. They like about 10 of your posts, leave two or three comments, which are usually just emojis, clap hands, rocket ship. And then you get a DM telling them about their services. And I'm like, I have hired people. You know, there's people I've literally, a few people I paid last month to do some stuff who I've met through, you know, connecting on, on Facebook and Instagram over time. And, you know, they're now working with them. But yeah, mate, yeah, sorry. I cut you off on that one, but it's just, yeah, all that kind of shit just, just does my tits in. Yeah, I mean, that does work, but it's a volume game. So you'll probably yeah. get two leads for every hundred. And, you know, I'm, I'm unfortunately not going to be one of those. No. And there is a certain way of doing that. But I just think it's uh, an important thing. Um, so how do we get what we want, to... Jay? We're January. So we're in January now. You're on holiday. I'm being probably annoying to someone on social media which i have realized is one of my favorite fucking hobbies i now have half an hour a day just to fuck with people and it's the best but what <laughs> so we're in january okay um we're a week in and i'm gonna so i'm gonna give my bit of advice because we're a week in now this first week fucking relax okay Use this week as a prep week. This works really, really well. So let's just say, say you want to run a marathon. Okay, let's just use that as a, as a random one, right? This week, you know, buy yourself a training program. Maybe get yourself one of those clever watches that's you know, like a Strava watch or whatever they're called. Get yourself some running equipment. Maybe get yourself a pair of trainers, that sort of thing, yeah? Use this week to get all the stuff that you need to guarantee success. Week one, you're going to have come off a break. Might have been drinking, might have been partying, you've downtime. Use week one to ramp up and get all the things that you need ready. Now, I'm doing a launch this week, so but I also work for myself. I've had plenty of time off. So I'm using the week between Christmas and New Year's to write all my launch copy and do all my materials. That's fine. That's my choice, yeah? Um, but usually, usually, 
I'd say that first week back, because obviously I don't have kids, but, you know, kids go back at various points during that week. You've got to get them from, you know, waking up whenever they relatively want, you know, school times and all that kind of stuff. The first week back is just reestablishing normality again. So my advice is if you've got some goals or targets, use week one. So use this week, get prepped, get what you need to guarantee success. Okay, so get all those bits together then you can start doing shit. Yeah, 100%. I, I said, like, my, my advice really is people say write down your goals. And the trouble with actually, like, writing down your goals is you normally write them on a piece of paper or in a book in which you close and put somewhere where it's not visual. And I think this is such an important thing. I say this to people all the time, like, don't buy frozen fruit unless you're doing smoothies. And it sounds a bit weird, but the thing about fruit is it has a very short shelf life. So when you buy fruit and you put it in a fruit bowl, you see it Stop. every day and it makes you want to eat it. But sorry, if it's frozen... I don't know why the way you say fruit is just making me giggle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's I'm so sorry. Frozen. <laughs> you just, you really emphasize the F and the R. You're just be chatting. You're like, fruit. And I just, I'm fruit. trying. I'm, fruit, stop, yeah. Stop saying fruit. And the thing, <laughs> the thing about frozen fruit. Stop it. Is that you can't see it. It's in the, it's in the freezer. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, it can be left there for ages because you don't spend much time going in the freezer. But if, if <laughs> let me make my point, Dan. Sorry. If you write down your goals in a book and you put it away, you're probably not going to hit those goals. But if you write them on a whiteboard or you make it visual or you walk past it every day, it's this kind of thing that's going... on your child. That's always a good one. Tattoo oh, yeah. your child. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, you're more likely to do it. I'm An sorry. example of this a couple of years ago then was um, I wanted to get into stretching every morning and habit hacking is a very important thing to do. Look at the habits which you normally do each day without fail. Hopefully things like brushing your teeth, having a coffee, etc. And then the habit that you want to do, what you then do, of course, is attach it to it. So for me, I used to put my stretching mat by my coffee machine so what it actually meant was that in order to get a coffee I have to walk over my mat and my brain would be like well that's strange that there's this mat here um, by my coffee machine and the reason that mat's there is obviously it's like right I've set myself mm -hmm. up to win it's there before you make your coffee stretch and that's how I got into the habit of, of daily stretching and then when it becomes yeah. a habit it's a lot easier to do an example that I give to a lot of business owners who struggle with social media I say to them, well, you like coffee, yeah? Go on to Amazon and buy yourself an Instagram coffee mug. And the reason for that is when you are, you know, making that coffee and you get that mug, it will hint to you that, oh, it's in an Instagram mug. So while I'm having yeah. my coffee, That's I should idea. do a piece of content. And you're essentially just triggering your head to associate Mm -hmm. certain habits which you already have established with other habits which have yet to establish and for me you know I don't struggle with I don't struggle with social media because I know deep down that I haven't posted and mm. an example I give of this is when when I was a soldier in Iraq um, for six months you always have to have your weapon with you and sometimes yeah. you know when when you're going to the toilet or that you you put it down 
and then you just you go and then just as you're walking yeah. you feel like you've missed something you, th- yeah. there's a part of you missing and of course it is it's a very important part because <laughs> yeah. it's the thing that keeps time. you alive potentially yes <laughs> exactly but it's the same like if you've ever been out of the house without your phone and it's yeah you immediately strange. have that like, oh yeah. my god and that's what you want your habit that you want to be mm. consistent with that's what you want it to feel like so for some people go you know it's mad when someone says oh i just forgot to post on social media for three days you know when I've posted every day for pretty much 12 years. So if I don't post, it's very hard not to because once again, I get this kind of weird feeling that I'm missing something. And it's that daily habit that I've been doing for 12 years. Oh yeah, shit, I've got to post. So I don't struggle with that. And that's why, of course, I've managed to build a large audience because not only do I show up every day, but when you do something every day for 12 years, you get fucking good at it. And do you know what? Here's a little tip. So this is, you know, I kind of touched on this a little bit before. It's, an, you know, my mentor, he taught me this. Um, so he had like morning, uh, this really cool morning routine. He had an A, B and C system. And, excuse me. His goal was to hit 80% A and 20% B and C. So if he ended up hitting, you know, more like 50, 50, you know, he'd adjust it to make it more realistic or whatever. So anyway, he had his, you know, his normal morning routine would be about an hour long. Then he had one which was about half an hour long. Then he had one which was literally five minutes. So he had like, you know, normal time, rushed a little bit, literally just woke up late, got to go do it. Okay. But what it does is, is that the, the five minute one was literally three things that where it's like, I've got to do these, these three things make a, a good impact if I do these three things. So what I will say is with any of your goals or habits, okay, think to yourself, what is the regression of that? So for example, miserable as piss out of there today. Now, I, I don't mind the rain. I don't mind walking in the rain. But you know, for example, I know I'm less likely to want to walk in the rain than I am to not walk in the rain. Okay, I'm fine with it. But it's like, so, to, so I'll drive to the gym today. Now, it's not that far. So I'll, I'll hop in the car, go to the gym. Because that's like my regression of that. Let's just say for some reason my car didn't work. I've also got a set of power blocks at home. I've got a Peloton. I've got stuff here. Say the power's out. I've got a TRX and a few exercise bands. Now, again, using exercise as a modality, let me use the business one. So I'm recording this with Jamie on my MacBook. I've also got another older MacBook in case this one broke. I've got an iPad. I've got an iPhone. And I've also got an old iPhone as well. I've got two backup microphones. I've got two backup headphones. I've got two pairs of um, AirPods because I use them mainly for work. I have my life set up so that I can't actually give myself an excuse. Because you know when something breaks or something goes wrong, you're like, oh, well, fuck it. I can't do it today. So what I also find is really useful if there's something you really want to stick to. You think, try and kind of like, what's the word? Disaster plan all the things that could go wrong that could stop you from achieving the thing and then have those things in place. Now, a lot of that stuff, like, like the fitnessy bits, I don't really use. I, I, I love the gym, makes me happy. You know, I've never had to use my other laptop, other phone, anything. But no matter what, I have a backup for anything that I want to do. You know, even with like my nutrition, I've got, I, okay, I'm not a snob. Not a snob at all. I come from what I call an upper working class family. Okay, didn't have much money when we were kids. We were a Safeway family and we were an Iceland family. Okay, so that's where we would get our food from. Once a year, mum and dad would go to M&S and we had vouchers from granddad for, for our Christmas dinner. That's it. So we don't come from 
megabucks. But my ex-partner introduced me to a couple of places. First one was Home Bargains. Oh my God, seriously. I, I took, when I took my little sister shopping, we had a time in there. And then the next place, where was the other place I went to? Was it Home Bargains? It was done. No, it was Home Bargains I went to and B&M. It was B&M I went to with Anna, but I went to Home Bargains. And they had a whole section in there of frozen food. And they got these fucking amazing muscle food, like microwavable, high-protein dinners. And again, not that exciting, but even if I've got no food in, no fresh fruit, no nothing, I've got, I can still stick to everything because it's in there. I have backups to my backups to my backups. Even with my team, all of my team are cross-trained. So if one of them's off ill... Yeah, the other person might not be as good as the other one, but someone can step in and do it. And same for me and so on and so forth. But that's a really good way to make sure you achieve stuff is just figuring out all the little excuses you can give yourself. And finally, and I'm going to hand it back to Jay after this, is, is just be honest. I've said this before, you know, multiple times, you know, evening me will say, yeah, I'm going to get up at half six and do some cardio. Morning me, ha <laughs> Fuck you. Go back to bed. I'm not doing it. So it's also being honest with yourself when you're going to do the thing, when you're not likely to give yourself excuses, and when realistically, yeah, you've got commitments and kids and normal life stuff, but when you're going to, you know, when are you not going to find an obstacle to prevent you doing the thing? Because the first bit, that first, you know, 21 days, I think that I saw a study by NASA recently to get that habit cemented. It's 28 days now. 28 days is the kind of like you do it for 28 days, that's staying. Okay, that's the thing. Okay, so again, think of all those little obstacles, be honest with yourself, try not to do too much. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like with those habits, I, I think sometimes it can be 28 days, sometimes it can be six months. It depends how long you've been out of that habit and also how mm. long it takes to see a noticeable gain from doing yes. it. Because most things which you do, you don't see any benefit. Like we talk about cold water. And the reason that people aren't consistent with it is because it takes weeks before you actually notice that something's something's happening. It's the same with stretching. Stretching is very difficult to do because it's not an immediate return. You feel a little mm -hmm. bit better, but then you realize after being consistent with it six to eight months, oh, when's the last time I had an injury? When's the last time yeah. I pulled my back or my shoulders? Like you haven't because of those small daily habits which you do. And I, I've been saying a lot over this um last few weeks about the importance of accountability. And I always use a, a, an incredible Bob Proctor quote, which is accountability is the glue that ties the commitment to the result. If you are going to the gym at 6 a.m. by yourself, it's a hell of a lot harder than booking a class or a you know group training session where mm -hmm. other people are relying on you to be there. And that's one thing that I like about jujitsu is that, you know, I book on to the class and unless it's at Christmas and I have to cancel the, cancel the class, but there's only a small group of us that go in the morning. So mm. it's very easy for him to cancel because there needs to be at least three of us. So when I go yeah. on and I see that there's two people in my head, I'm like, well, if, if I'm letting those two down. Yeah. yeah. I'm letting those two down and, and letting myself down by not booking on that. So that accountability of going, well, I've booked in now and what ends up happening with that because I've got to get up early for it, it means that I'm going to, I normally go to bed earlier. Maybe like, you know, if it's a Friday and it's a morning Saturday class, I might not have a beer or any alcohol because I want to mm -hmm. be fresh for the class. So having that accountability sets up all my other habits 
a lot better than not having that thing in place. And that is just the important thing when it comes to accountability. So a lot of people say when it comes to goals, keep them to yourself. And that's all very well and good. And I, I know that the, the the science behind that is when you tell people what it is that you plan on doing, you get a dopamine release as if mm-hmm. you've already completed it. So that is normally the reason why you shouldn't tell people their you know your goals but posting quotes about make moves in silence or anything like that you're just a bell end just letting you know yeah (laughs) yeah and um you know the the thing is with that is like well yeah okay but if you are accountable to other people and you're saying it and you don't do it that reminder of them say hey have you done that Mm. thing yet Hey, have you done that thing yet? And I remember this when I spent three months training for my box jump uh, event. And Still the most I had to ridiculous thing you've done. Yeah, but I I planned to do it in 2018. And mm-hmm. I was about two weeks. No, I was actually on I was away in Bali and I came back and I had a low yeah, I had to really focus on the business. Mm. Um and that meant I couldn't commit the time that was required over the next three to four weeks to do the event. And I had to, I didn't cancel it. I postponed it. And what happened Mm -hmm. is over that six month period, people would DM me and say, Hey, have you done that box jump yet? And it's this reminder of going, no, I I had to Mm -hmm. postpone it. Oh, why? And it's just, you know, they're they're only asking nicely because they're interested in it. But each time they ask, it's like they're jabbing me. And yeah. it's like, this is what happens when you say that you're going to do stuff and you don't. Because people say, oh, how's the gym going? Or how's, you know, how's your not drinking alcohol going? And then yeah. to have to turn around to someone and say, oh, it's not. It's that like they're not. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then they It's not bad. Oh. You know, no one's going to beat you up over it. You just feel like a no. bit of a dick. No one's going to beat. No, no one's going to beat you up over it you're going to beat yourself up over it. And yeah. that, this is the whole thing with that accountability is when we talk about the spotlight effect, we think that everybody is staring at us. When we tell other people that we haven't achieved the thing that we said we were going to do, they're not judging us because they couldn't care less, but you judge yourself because you genuinely mm. think everybody cares about it. And actually this is kind of a reverse spotlight effect that can help you achieve those things. I call it the, um, invisible enemy and mm-hmm. when i set my goals i i visualize that people are secretly plan you know planning and hoping that i don't achieve it to make them feel better and yeah. no one's doing any of this because no one's got time to even give a fuck what i'm doing but that doesn't stop me from imagining it to then use that as energy and drive to complete the thing and yeah. it's a very powerful thing that i use when it comes to accountability and I'm going to share something. So this is a, a phrase you'll have heard your own variations of it, right? New year, new me, new year's goals, new year's resolutions. Okay. You're often just going to associate it with January. Now, depending on your free time, your work ethic, your commitment, sanity to a degree, you can, you, you can, you can get a, a decent chunk done. I'm always a big fan of trying to, what I call break the back of it. So like when I started writing my book, I thought, right, I'm going to get 10,000 words done in like a day, which is ridiculous. But in my head, like I've broken the back of it now. I've got it started. I can get it going. So think of January as that back-breaking month. You're just going to get it going and start to get a little bit of results. But 
you'll overestimate what you can do in a month, but totally underestimate what you can do in a year. I have changed my, you know, again, something that took me a bit of time. I was very much a get shit done now, do all the things, you know, and I, and I still stand by, you know, a lot of those things, you know, you know, push yourself and, and go for those big goals and, you know, work hard and what have you. But consistent action over time is one of the, and this, that's the hardest thing I sell. So with my coaching groups and with my coaching, I, I, I can't sell. I, I say, if you can't even commit to me for like six to 12 months, don't bother. Because I, I need time. I need time to work with you. Stuff needs to happen. We need time. Um, but you will be amazed at the version of you, the version of your business, the version of your body, version of your relationships, of your happiness, mental health. Again, depending on what actions you do and, and don't do, in a year's time, you can be a totally different person. You know, I've gone through a real transformation in the last year. And I'm really, you know, and I, and I hope this doesn't come across as arrogant, but I'm really proud of where I'm at, the man I'm at, my body, my bank balance, my relationship with my family, with my friends, but it's been uncomfortable. It has involved hard work and doing lots and lots of little things daily, weekly, and monthly, you know, connecting, doing things, being consistent, showing up when I don't want to, all that stuff. I am not the Dan I was a year ago. And I'm fucking proud of that. You know, but I also knew when I started, this day would come. Now, I didn't know when it would come. And I kind of had a bit of epiphany over the last few weeks. And I'm like, fuck, like you said, with the stretch. And I was like, oh, I'm here. I'm at the place I wanted to be. This is fucking fantastic. But I didn't realize until I got there. And again, cliche, cheesy, heard it before. But the journey, the highs and the lows, the times where I've honestly hit, you know, you know, you You'll never know this about me till long after the fact, but I've hit some, you know, real rock bottoms this year. I had some real challenging moments, but I've equally had some unbelievably good highs as well. Wouldn't change a fucking thing because I'm here now because that Dan, this Christmas last year, um, said to himself about some things that he wanted in his life, changes that he wanted, and I did it. Wasn't quick. Took me a year to get it all done, but I'm now in the place where I want to be. So. Don't give up. So break the back of it in January. Week one, do your prep. January, break the back, get some results. Rest of the year, just fucking keep going. Honestly, that future you that I keep saying will fucking love you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and the difference over the last few years, Dan, I think one of my favorite things this year, and I'll fast forward in a minute when I before I go back, and it was... We went to the gym in Amsterdam and I took you through a little kind of weight circuit. And yeah, I, I generally, I that. It, good fun. It, yeah, it felt like I was taking you through a, you know, a, a training session. And mm -hmm. my highlight of this year was you taking me through yours and that oh, feeling thanks, of, but that feeling of, you know, it's not like I, you know, I'm entertaining it. It's like, cool. This is the kind of workout that I would do. Yeah. And thank you. Buddy. We were, and we felt equal and matched in the training intensity of that. I didn't feel like I had to yeah. ease off or anything. It was exactly the same weights, exactly Thank the you. same intensity. And that just shows the level of progress you can make in that short space of, of time. And it's nice to, you know, have this, you know, like I always work with you and, you know, we, we tend to do a lot, just like mm. talking, a lot of planning, a lot of business stuff. But it's nice now to have a friend who you can do the fitness side as well. 
Well, and... do you know what? I'm going to pay you a compliment as well because there's something I've noticed from you this year. So I've known Jay a long time, yeah. And Jay, I mean, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people that says, you know, you're like ADHD, just throwing labels around, but he's got a very busy mind, as Mr. Jamie. And one of the things, Jay, Jay would always have, you know, two, three, four projects on the go at any one time. And this year, Jay has just literally done a couple of things and he's done them really fucking well. So from my perspective, it's been really nice to see you just go, right, cut out all the shit, double down on these things, couple of things that I'm going to work on and look at where you are now, mate. So just want to say equally to you, mate, I've noticed the fact that you've gone from do the things to now let's just do a couple and let's do them really fucking well. So equally as my, you know, from me to you, mate, well done. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think it's taken me this entire year to realize that coming into this year in 2024, that I'm only going to do a couple of things. Well, as in I've only got, um, a couple of things which I am consistent with long form content. That's what I tell I the one... ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got two things, love. You have to. That's it. You have to go. You have to go and ruin it, Dan. Don't you? <laughs> best I can, best I can do is two. That's your lot. There we go. And, and on that bombshell, ladies and gents, new year, new me. Um, focus on habits. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm choo, fucking choo, 43. What the fuck choo, is wrong with your me? Choose your podcast co-hosts carefully. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, dickhead. <laughs> uh, and and pace yourself. I think yeah. it's as with anything. I, I say this, and I've said this every year. Um, people ask me what the best thing to do is for this and that and that. And I always say it's the thing that you can see yourself doing a year from now. And if you are not going into this year with that mindset then you've already started off on the wrong foot so indeed well from me to you listener happy new year hope you've had a good start to the year and if you haven't it's only just started start again next week don't fucking worry about it okay if you've had a fucking dog shit start write it off have a pizza have a wank have a lion start again the next day treat your fucking self Ladies and gents, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Body and the Beast. I have been your body, Jamie Ullerton. And I have been your beast, Dan Meredith. Take care.